Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Sister Radio. It is actually Sunday night. Grammys are live right now. I can't even believe it. Beyonce is on TV. So I understand if you're not tuning in yet live because... Pay attention to Queen Bee. I understand. I'm like, I've got it on in the background. Beyonce is so beautiful. I'm so glad that I at least got to see two minutes of her performance of the Grammys tonight. And the Grammys have been awesome. But tonight we're talking girl talk. I've got my girlfriends calling in, my best girlfriends in the whole wide world. And we're going to be talking about everything um, from motherhood and the Grammys and what it means to be a woman right now. We're going to get into it, and we're just going to have some fun girl talk. And if you would like to call into the show and uh, chat it up with us, the call-in number is 215-383-3968. But I just got to say really quick, um, before the girls, I put the girls through, Something that was super dope about 21 Pilots, they just won their Grammy, as they were saying how anyone from anywhere can do anything. And I don't know if you saw them, 21 Pilots, when they won their Grammy Awards, they took off their pants. And shout out to Chance the Rapper also for giving it up for Jesus. Um, All right, I'm going over to Elise. Hey, Elise. Oh, wait, hold on. Hold up. Hey. Hey, girl. <laughs> Grace hasn't called yet. I'm about to kill her. <laughs> <laughs> Low-key, I'm texting her while we're on the air. We're not we're not ghetto or anything at Sister Radio. So, Elise, um, if you've never listened to Sister Radio, then you probably don't know about Elise. But if you have, then you know how crazy she is. And <laughs> um, <laughs> Elise, do you, I wanted to give like a little intro for you because I think it's awesome what you're doing in Welch, West Virginia, but I, I feel like you'd be better at like just introducing yourself like to some of the stuff you're doing in Welch so anybody who's listening can know that's going on. Sure. Yeah. First of all, it's Elise, not Elise, the way this girl's calling it. Bite me. Bite me. <laughs> yes, I live one in, in one of the many um, forgotten coal towns of America. So uh, it's basically a ghost town. And um, my husband and I are here just trying to bring the gospel to people and just trying to love everybody. So gave up yes, our full-time well, jobs and life in the city near our family, and now we're 12 hours away in the middle of nowhere. Literally, like, mountain people. Tell them about the mountain people. <laughs> yes, the, the culture here is very different. Um, the mountains have kind of made it so that civilization didn't really move past, like, the 1960s, so it's like living like many years ago where 
people graduate high school and they just get married and have babies right away. Nobody really, um, you know, tries to pursue much else. And if they do, they usually have to leave the area to find real jobs and, um, you know, real places that will take them because there's no jobs here. So it is um, a very different type of uh, group of people down here. It was funny that, like, I was thinking back how you were telling me, oh, like, just be aware some people aren't going to have all their teeth and, like, will have such a strong accent that you won't be able to understand them. And I'm like, girl, I just spent a year in Southeast Asia. I'm like, almost nobody has. <laughs> like, I'm ready. But it is like being in a third world country. So Welch, West Virginia, check it out. Tons of documentaries about it. Actually, one of the things I wanted to talk about, and I'm I'm sad Greece hasn't called in yet, but one of the things I wanted to talk about was, like, how there's also some racism there. I was, like, not expecting yeah. that. But yeah, it's very surprising. I mean, the immediate area I live um, definitely is not racist. There's definitely all types and if you had, I think it would be like a little east from here, there's like probably more, you know, minorities than white people, but on the other side of the county, you will not find any minorities. It is all white, and it took me, I didn't know this moving here, it took me like maybe six months or longer living here that um, people did tell me that um, they weren't welcome on the other side of the county because they were black, so... And until I haven't seen a lot of racism, I've definitely heard things, very old women saying, like, they don't like Welch because there's too many black people. Like, it's just kind of really sad stuff. But, um, you know, we've always been in prayer about that, of, you know, how we can kind of help change the face of that. Because, I mean, how behind can you be to, to really believe that there's a difference by the color of someone's skin? But... Um, unfortunately, like the barriers that just don't get broken down living in a place like this, that's definitely one of them. Yeah, it's so, and it's so generational. Like, unless you, somebody in like the line of a family that's like brought up thinking that way ends up, I don't know, getting educated or going like moving away to a place where like they can expand their horizon. It's crazy how it just kind of gets passed down. But it's like we're we're so unaware. Like we don't even understand how that could be because like we grew up in a place like the north, the south got all sorts mm-hmm. of crazy stuff, and more in urban areas. So we've had like the ability to like grow up kind of oblivious to that. I mean, we're white, so we can't really know what's going yeah. on. Sometimes like we have to pay like extra attention, but. My, that's why I love Grace. Grace, I'm going to kill you for not calling well, in on this show. I just think being educated, too, like having parents that educate, like, you know, there is a, a dis- difference and a disparity between black people and white people. And, you know, in a lot of cases, unfortunately, um, minorities are at a disadvantage for things and just not ignoring it, which I think a lot of people want to do these days. I've actually had a conversation with a man in his you know, 50s, early 60s, Not he's not even from here, but he was determined to tell me that um, black people have it just as easily as white people in America. And, I mean, I was just totally blown away saying, like, are you crazy? Like, the research, the, the 
statistics. Like, you know, it's shown that if your name sounds ethnic in any way, you're less likely to get a job than a very white-sounding name. And um, unfortunately, when someone's really stuck believing that, of course, it's hard to change their mind, and it's hard to not get into, like, a serious argument about it. But um, it's not something we can ignore. And I think, you know, not to get too political, but the whole Black Lives Matter movement, I think, was, like, helpful, but it also was a little hurtful to the cause because people got really mixed up along the way. Um, and when you bring it back to the Bible, which actually my husband and I were in a part of First Peter today that talked about, like, all authority, whether it's, um, like, healthy authority or, like, you know, um, what's the word, like, pregnancy brain over here. <laughs> Um, like all authority, you have to follow all authority on earth. Even if you have a king governing that is hurting the people and abusive and this and that, like you have to do it in um, essence so that your lifestyle and you living in a certain way, like a peaceful Christian way, can change the minds. Whereas um, in today's day and age, we are really not respectful of any authority. And... Um, I mean, just if you look at our schools, you see how this has become a serious problem. So, anyways, I don't know how we ended up all the way on this topic, but um, I just think it's interesting no. how times have changed. Yeah, I don't know. I It's so hard because, like, for me, I can really understand. And I, like, right now, that's something I'm personally struggling with, the line of, like, all right, so I'm a follower of Jesus, but, like, some of the stuff is, like, hard for me to get behind because, like, I'm somebody where if somebody's in a position of power and I see them abusing it, I, like, want to call them out and I want to see them, like, brought to justice, like, justice served. But, like, I understand as far as, like, because you're kind of talking about Trump and, like, presidential stuff, and, like, obviously you and I have different opinions, but I'm, like, fairly middle of the road. Like, I don't like Trump, but, like, I'm okay with, like, let's just rally behind each other. Like, regardless, stuff has to happen, like, grassroots, if you want change. Like, people in political power, they're not, they're so, like, they've got money tied up in their business. Like, there's no way, like, I'm going to put my trust in somebody who's, like, in a, like, major position of power. Like, I love the Obamas, but I'm like, I know shady stuff goes down, like, behind closed doors. Not ne I'm not necessarily saying, like, uh, you know, I'm a conspiracy theorist, but I do think that, like, we definitely need to rally together. Like, we need to have, like, a united front. We need to start calling out anything that looks like injustice. We got to go for it. We got to just start calling it out and, like, wanting it to be changed. But I do hear you, like, having a peaceful movement. Like, that's what Martin Luther King was all about. And I don't know. I, I can kind of see the other side, like, of why it's, like, the progress maybe could have been, like, so much more in the past, whatever it is, 50 years, 60 years since the Civil Rights Movement could have been more maybe if there was, like, drastic things that happened. I'm like, I don't know. Like, I'm like, let's try to keep this peaceful. Let's try to back each other up. And, like, when we see something that's not right, you know, say something. I like that phrase, like, see something, say something. Yeah, how did we get on this? This is crazy. Can I change I the subject know. slightly? Yes. <laughs> okay. Are you? Did you? Do you watch the Grammys ever? Um, I usually do for like, you know, just for the heck of it. I really don't care about really? it. 
No, I mean, I don't even know an actor from, like, any, you know what I mean? Like, and I definitely haven't seen any of the movies out or, um, and I also am just really upset with Hollywood right now, so I, I could care less. <laughs> Dang, tell me how you really feel. Also, I don't <laughs> I have care less. How do you feel about Beyonce? Because obviously anybody here knows how I feel about Beyonce. She's the queen. But how do you feel about Beyonce? I always forget. Queen Isabel, that's just creepy. Um, Why? Beyonce is definitely led by the devil, so. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You're going to get people. People are never going to listen to this show again. But I hear you. I hear you. There's all the Illuminati stuff. You need to watch her interview from right around the time she got famous. She was so innocent and young and beautiful. And she's explaining how she envisioned her, like, entrance to the BET Awards um, was, like, a vision. And it sounds like a God thing. And she's explaining, like, word for word, like, this prophetic message that came to her. But guess what? It was not from God. Look at what she's, like, done to our society. Whew. You getting in hot water. <laughs> I'm about to pass out. <laughs> no, okay, dude. listen. I mean, there's there's totally people. I've totally heard that argument, though, that, like, you know, people wanting women to do. But this is what I don't get. Is it because you feel like she's over overly sexualized? Is that what you think? Um. Well, this is my thing is, like, just becoming more and more like of a serious Christian, I don't see like anybody out there doing like God's will. So like to me, I'm just disappointed by everyone because obviously if they, if they were to change their lives and become a Christian, they actually would, you know, turn things around and, and turn, you know, maybe turn many people's hearts. Like I think Chris was telling me that the kid from, um, what's that show Charlie Sheen was on for years two and a half men oh two and a half men that actor he actually became a Christian and he totally stepped down from his place in Hollywood and he realized like what I'm doing is like not right like to to be on this show that you know is like highly sexualized objectifying like all this stuff he he was just like no like I'm I'm on the path to hell and I think that's like a lot like pretty much everybody's on a path to hell and we just have to you know get Right. Okay. Girls, okay. Jesus is narrow. I know. I know they. they I know they're saying that. I know. I know it says that in the Bible. But I just gotta feel like. I don't know. I. It's so hard for me because like I'm afraid to get too religious with stuff where it's like everything is centered around like hellfire and damnation, opposed to like grace because grace gets you through everything. I mean, it's not by what you do; it's by grace, right? So I don't know, but it's hard because, like, this is something that I'm really struggling with. Like, I've been saying, like, for the past couple months, like, I'm struggling with Christians who are, like, so judgmental and so, like, legalistic that they can't even listen to Beyonce or whatever. But I do, like, I give room for that's, like, a choice if you're, like, that's where you're at spiritually or whatever. You're, like, this stuff is the devil or this is just, like, bad or wrong. Like, that. That kid, his name I think is like Angus, which oh my god, why would you name your child Angus? <laughs> yeah, I know. So, but I think that's his name. But like, I get it. I get that. That's like their thing. But for me, it's like we're supposed to be a light in the darkness. Side note about that about the Grammys: the first award 
on tonight's Grammy for Best New Artist, it was the first award of the night, was Chance the Rapper. And I don't really know that much about Chance the Rapper, but he, like, you got to, I'm going to try to send you a video of it at least. You're going to die. He was like, all glory to God. He's like, I claim the victory of this award in the name of our Lord. He was going in. I was like, I didn't realize he was a Christian. No way. Yeah, first award of the night. I was like, there is, like, God's all over the Grammys. I don't know. I just feel like as believers, we got to try as much to see the light and not the darkness because, like, we are the light and the darkness. And, like, you know, light can't, darkness can't overcome light. And that's, that's like, an important message, I think, of Jesus. So that's where I'm at with it. I get that the road's narrow. If I was God, I'd probably be like, this girl should just go to the fire. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, again, it's like it's not that too much time should be spent on that as believers. Like, who's going to heaven? Who's not? Am I going? Am I like? We just have to ask for insight of like where our focus should be. So, and I mean, yeah. and I I keep trying to meditate on the fact of you know surrounding ourselves with things that are pure and beautiful and holy and perfect, like. Imagine if I seriously did that day after day after day. How much, you know, differently would my life be versus I'm surrounding myself with, oh, you know, my neighbor's upset. Let me listen to her vent. And, you know, my friend needs prayer and they're all stressed out. And now I'm worried. Like, you know, I, I don't bring myself to that place, which, you know, mental health wise, like I'd be so much better off if I could just literally meditate on what is beautiful and, you know, take people's concerns and instead of like stressing and worrying just bringing it straight to God and you know letting go of it in that way I hear that I hear that okay listen Grace is on the line hold up Grace hey look who it is sorry I I was in a study group and it ran later and so I didn't want to be a jerk Oh, well, I'm glad you joined us. You honestly missed some, like, so far crazy dialogue. We were talking about, like, Beyonce, like, Elise was going in about how Beyonce is, like, the devil. And I'm like, hold up. Where is Grace? <laughs> well, I, know, um, I didn't even know Beyonce was pregnant. Yeah, she's having twins, apparently. What? That yeah. IVF. Well, and I just feel like it's all kind of like I don't know, like it was all over the internet when it happened, and I, like I was telling um Isabel, I was like, who cares? People have twins all the time. Like Mariah Carey had twins, and it was like all over the internet and such a big deal. Like congratulations on your baby, but like. Moving on, on bigger news in the world, like, there's a bunch of other stuff going on that's way more important than you um, being pregnant. And I even saw, like, I on a magazine cover, and it was like, oh, these babies, like, saved my marriage or something like that. And I'm just like, I have other things to worry about other than Beyonce. <laughs> like, Beyonce being pregnant has nothing to do with, you know, True. my you know, life. I'm surprised by I was surprised that you weren't into the formation video. 
What do you like? I was explaining yesterday. Formation. If you listen to the lyrics and you listen and you watch the video, the two do not coincide. They don't correlate. They don't make sense. I know, but the video is just dope. And that's why I was like Beyonce. Like it's kind of like a. I don't know. I feel like it's kind of like a fraud. Like Ooh. make your music. Sense, you know what I mean? Like make your music. Well, and I'm sorry. Like Beyonce is black, right? Yeah. What? Like, how many times have you seen her, like, on the cover of a magazine or whatever? And, like, it's almost like, I don't know if it's the people that edit it or what, but it's like she's always trying to not look black. And I I know she's I'm been, drunk. like, called out on that before, but I'm like, that I'm is drunk. despicable, dude. Like, enough with the blonde hair and, like, the pasty skin. Like, what's going on? Okay, naturally there are some black people that have lighter colored hair, but until this formation stuff, until, like, she was kind of joining, like, the whole, like, black power type thing. Beyonce, yeah, appealed more to, like, a whitish type audience. Every once in a while she had, like, this little hood stuff, you know, like, when, before she and Jay-Z were together where she would, like, you know, feature Jay-Z or, like, have little, like, you know, hood monologues. But for the most part, I don't know. I think she just kind See, of plays I... it. Go ahead. Like, plays it to, you know, like, a people pleaser kind of. I don't know. See, I really like all the black power, like, stuff she's moved into just because you don't see it enough. Like, you don't see it in that much mainstream media. Girls with their natural hair, black magic, all of that. Like, girl, black magic is beautiful. And I'm like, why are we not? But you don't see it. Like, I watch TV all the time. I'm Beyonce. Sorry. I'm sorry. No, I was like, Beyonce has such a platform. And there was more, there was more like um, publicity. Let me say about her being pregnant with twins than anything that she has to talk about that has to do with like police violence or any or whatever True. she's doing for the black community. True. I have no idea what she's doing, except yeah. putting cornrows in it. That's all I know. Low key, I I think like low key. I love Beyonce. Low key. I think that she there's like ru- the rumor mill, and I know Wendy Williams kind of throw shade at this says she's really not that smart which is crazy because like look at all that she does you're like how could you not be that smart but then you kind of watch interviews where she speaks and it's like hmm i don't know (laughs) exactly like when i think about like i honestly have to email you that first interview um that i saw it's like where she's literally like sounds like she's speaking that like vision from the devil or whatever like she literally sounds so like she sounds like a 10 year old and she must have been in her 20s um or maybe even later at the time but I'm like oh my goodness like she and that's the thing like like people in my conspiracy mind like the people that are leading you know I don't want to say the country or like these generations but like Many people's idols are these people that are most likely in the Illuminati, and they're not smart. They're just being led, just like most politicians are. They're just, like, talking heads, like, oh, no, we don't agree with that. Tell everyone we don't agree with that. And it's like, okay, now everyone who's obsessed with these idols don't agree with that either. And it's like um, not even to get into how horrible it is for a human being to have an idol, um, but it's, like, it's just crazy. Well, I feel like they use the phrases. They um, talk. They kind of like talk about things that they know, like people will, will agree with. You know what I mean? They don't really like truly have a stance. 
Like they don't really. Yeah, I, I really wish, have that, um, I wish all the celebrities and people that said that they would leave the country when Trump became president. I was like, where? Why are they still here? <laughs> Bye. Oh my God, I can't with you. Uh, I'm like, so it's so funny though, because to me, like, I don't know, I've got like a soft spot for Hollywood. Obviously, like I've lived in LA since 2009 and like for all like the, like, okay, perfect example. Do you know how Katy Perry was like a Christian, like hardcore Christian artist, like back in the day, like she had straight up Jesus songs back in the day. And, like, now she's got all that stuff that everyone's like, that's, like, so Illuminati and, like, like satanic, blah, blah, blah. But, like, I was having a conversation (laughs) with my friend about it, and I was like, you think, like, she's at the point of no return, like, as far as, like, Christianity goes? And she was like, no, like, God, like, he's bigger than all the mistakes. Yeah, no one is ever at the point of no return, literally. And nothing can separate anyone from God, like neither death nor life nor blah, blah, blah. Like, that's like being like, where does God's power stop? He has, his power is infinite. Therefore, he can save anyone at any yeah. point from anything. And there's nowhere, like, too dark for God to go. Like, he mm-hmm. is in, like, the pits of hell that are here on earth. Like, he can still be found. Like, God is working all around us at all times, evil, even in, like, the evil mm-hmm. situations. Yeah. Yeah. Heck yeah. Like there's there's nothing that can drive out light. It's so that's like right. the most important thing. But I'm just saying like obviously I think women shouldn't make Beyonce their ultimate role model and everything. Like on like her relationship with Jay Z perplexes me. I don't think he's cute. Yeah, he can rap. And, but, like, I never liked his clothing line. Like, he never did it for me. And I'm like, how, how is he letting this guy? Huh? You know how, like, if you see a couple in love, if you see two people that are in love with each other, even if you see it in a picture, you can honestly, like, sense real love. They just look like they're, like, standing together. They're taking pictures together. You know what I mean? You don't really see, like, real, genuine love. You know what I mean? I don't know how to explain it. Yeah. I mean, I I, think I don't even like, really... Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, like, it's hard to, like, judge, like, another couple in any way because, like, my thing is, like, and as, like, a sociologist, I, like, would love to be a, the fly on the wall in anyone's relationship because... I think one of the magical things about, like, being in a relationship is no one will ever know how those two people are behind closed doors. Like, I look at couples where I scratch my head where I'm like, my head, my head where I'm like, you know, that girl's hilarious. That guy seems crazy. Like, what are they like one-on-one? But, like, you'll never know. So I just think it's, like, it's hard to ever judge, like, how, how do two people work? How happy are they? Like, and, you know, Beyonce and Jay-Z can come off, like, all of that. Like, I know they've been together forever, but it's, like, who knows? They might not even technically be married, like, behind closed doors. Like, they may hate each other. <laughs> like, we would never know. Yeah. Well, and it's, like, everyone was saying about how, like, uh, in Lemonade, like, how all of that was, like, Becky with the good hair, blah, blah, blah. Like, oh, th- like, this is the person you talk about. Jay-Z always cheats on her. Like, Jay-Z had, like, a mistress in Africa for years, and then, like, something crazy happened. Like, all this stuff. And I'm like, 
how does a woman like Beyonce be in a relationship where she's with somebody who isn't completely faithful to her? That's crazy. Like, Beyonce can't even get a man who's faithful. I don't know. Maybe he needs some Jesus. I don't, I don't know for sure, but I'm just like, I feel like Beyonce is way above that relationship. But that's just me. Like I would Isabel, think, about this. Day I think about this. Think about this. Round of applause. Beyonce, when she does her music, what is she saying? It's her alter ego. That's not who she is. Maybe whoever Beyonce sings, like how she sings, that's the type of woman she wants to be. Think about even like celebrities clapping back. Beyonce doesn't ever clap back. What does she use to clap back? Her music. So Beyonce is human just like the rest of us. Anyone can get cheated on. You being a famous singer doesn't excuse you from getting cheated on. You, um, I don't know, you having a nice body because you have trainers and plastic surgery doesn't excuse you from getting cheated on. Anybody can get cheated on. Clearly. Clearly. Even look at God. People hated people hated Jesus when he came on earth. People prosecute, prosecuted Jesus when he came on earth. So you should think of it that way. If they could prosecute Jesus, you know what I mean? What about me? Like, if bad things can happen to him as a human on earth, what about me? Yeah. And I, always like, no, like, to think about, I like to think about the fact of, like, whenever we're, we as humans are here judging and, like, you know, Oh, be careful for these people. Don't look at that. Look, it's like, well, look at what the Pharisees and the religious people did to Jesus. Like, they didn't know that they were like condemning, um, like the you know the Son of God to death. Like, we never really know if we're you know acting in the right thing unless we're physically acting in the spirit, which is like very hard to as humans it's it's hard to do it's hard when someone cuts you off you know on the freeway not to feel angry and like you want that person to die like that's acting in the opposition of the spirit so it's like you gotta remember like we will always just be humans and that's actually what chris and i were talking about a lot today too and he said it like two or three times and i was just like oh my gosh Okay. Grace, where the hell like a flea market? Who, me? Yeah, you're like at a circus or something. I just came to pick up Isaiah. Oh, baby, stay. Put him on the, can you put him on sister radio? Putting his shoes on. Okay, when he's done putting his shoes on, can you tell him to say hello and that he loves Sister Rachel? <laughs> You're crazy. He said Miguel. Well, I think it's huh? No, but real quick. Oh, no, so sorry. They're like what I was um gonna say is like us as Christians like are supposed to be Christ-like, which is being perfect. Yet we will never be perfect. So like, what a conundrum that is as like human beings to kind of like deal with. Yeah. Yeah, that's like well, sending. Uh, well, I don't think. I love how. I don't think they mean perfect because we can't be perfect. But it's nope. like we're supposed to constantly be Christ-like. Right. That's like a process, though. Like I remember somebody once saying to me, like, salvation is like a miracle because like it, there's nothing you can do, like it's grace. But like your sanctification, right. so basically you're like becoming like Jesus is like a whole other miracle 
because that's hard. <laughs> but it's like it will never happen. Well, if, and like hold, the goal is like, that, like, well, I guess it's like yeah. shoot for the stars and you'll land on, or shoot for the moon and you'll land on a star. You know what I mean? Corny. Like try to be the best you could be, and then. Yep. True. Hold on a second. I love how we're going to get from Beyonce to Jesus. Is the one on the microwave? I know, but Isabel, Girl. I'm like shocked. When did you become so in awe of Beyonce, Isabel? I have loved Beyonce since I was in high school, dude. Like, I remember my favorite song. I think she's talented and has good music, but. She's super talented. Yeah, I mean, nobody's a that, performer like boring. Beyonce. She has no sustenance. I'm just Beyonce. in shock. And I, was, like, I don't know. I legit pray for Beyonce, though, because she grew up in church. What do you well, mean? Apparently what does that have to do with anything? Because she was pregnant? What? <laughs> no. What do you mean? We were just, <laughs> oh. I just pray for her in general. Because Elisa's saying, you know, well, there's all the rumors about her being, like, into, like, devil worship and stuff. And I'm baby? like, I'm just saying I pray for her. I love mm-hmm. Beyonce. Well, when you pray for Beyonce, pray for me, too. <laughs> you're on the list. You're on the list. <laughs> yeah, because we were talking about how we got into even Beyonce was we were talking about the Grammys are on. Are you even watching the Grammys, Grace? No, I told you I was at a study group. Oh, I don't yeah. watch much TV or okay. do many things with my life anymore. That's because you're <laughs> like a boss. And you're not a lazy potato like me. My pants came oh, no. down the stairs. Not even. Oh, my hair's day. My pants keep going down the stairs. Here. Say hi, Archibald. Hi. Say hi, Archibald. Hi. Say hi, Auntie Bell. Hi, Archie. Hi, baby. Hi, baby. What are you doing today? Oh, Oh, did you have fun? Hello. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> what did you guys was... say? He just nodded I his asked head. What he was doing? Oh. Um, my favorite thing that you showed me from Isaiah was when he was at the play date, and the little girl's like, "Not today, mommy." <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, Jewel. <laughs> Rudy, because she's like, Isaiah, you want to take a nap or something? Oh, yeah, they're like, oh, you're going to go to bed? And she's like, not today, Mommy. (laughs) I'm going to go to bed today. (laughs) Okay, so let's... Yeah, he's like, not today. I want to, like, shift gears slightly. I'm changing topic. Since we've got two mamas on the show, because, Elise, you're a mom now. Like, even though the baby's not... Out of the vagine, you are still a mama. What What do you guys feel like is, like, important to you about, like, motherhood, but, like, also, you know, doing Mm -hmm. things, like, having your own identity, being in a relationship? Like, what's an important thing for you? That was it. 
Yeah. Like, what have you been like thinking about? Um. Well, it's funny that. What did he wear to church? Because I totally bought. Oh, okay. I totally bought like a really funny book about motherhood called "I Was a Really Good Mom Before I Had Kids," and um, it's actually like a different um different stories of like women from all over the country because these two women basically got together two like stay at home slash like and they were just talking about the fact that like they were they were like talking about the fact that like they're just not happy and they're overwhelmed and pressures of motherhood and like you know when people ask you like oh how is it being a mom like you're supposed to say it's perfect and fabulous and easy and no problem it's like these two moms found that they were like venting to each other every night about you know the constant guilt of like you know I didn't you know do make this by myself homemade and I can't field trip and I have maybe my car's blocking the road like right now before having kids because it's totally a book for like moms um it's just interesting like the stigma and like how difficult being a mom really is i know that's not really your question (laughs) no i gotta go what was the name of what was you want to go grace grace oh she gone what was the name of the book Oh, it's so funny. It's um, I was a really good mom before I had kids, <laughs> and so I, I got like... it at a thrift store, and I was like, "Oh no, this is gonna be me," because I've actually been babysitting two kids, and I totally have been doing like everything I say I won't do. Like the second they get here early in the morning, I'm like throwing a movie on and like you know doing all these things that I'm like, my kids aren't gonna watch TV till they're two years old, or like. You know, one of the boys I babysit is three, but um, it's just funny how quickly, like, things change when you're, like, in that situation. Like, you, you can't be perfect, like, and you kind of envision, like, oh, I'm going to play with my baby all day and do this and do that. It's like, well, guess what? Like, you have to live your life, too. Like, you know, you're going <laughs> to end up having to take breaks and, you know, find ways to um, entertain your kid or do whatever you can. But it was just really interesting. Well, it's like you're, what, Five? Are you six months pregnant? Or no, you're five months pregnant. Yeah, I'm in my fifth month. You're in your fifth month. Like I feel like the fact that you're even thinking about this stuff, because like there's totally people who are like, oh, I'm not gonna do this, and they like think that's what it's gonna be. But I feel like you're a realistic enough person that you're gonna be just fine. Like. You already know. You already know there's going to be things you're going to have to bend on and all that. But that's an interesting book. I'm curious, like, if I would want to read something like that before having a baby. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you read all those books. You're going to be such a different mom than I am. Honestly, it would, it would probably overwhelm you because it definitely makes it like, oh, my goodness, like, I didn't know what a sacrifice it would be. Like, you know, different moms' experiences, like, some people just really never told them, like, that it's hard to be a mom. And, and I guess if you've never, like, babysat or been around kids or, you know, have, like, I mean, I think for some people mothering does come very natural. And um, whether they're staying at home and they're okay with that, that identity of, like, I gave up my job and I'm home with my kid 
because I think that's what I found a lot in the book is like these women that went to college and had great careers, like all of a sudden they're in this new identity of like, okay, I'm here every day. And like being a stay at home mom isn't necessarily like a respected thing these days. Um, so it's just like that identity shift. So I think for some people, and I know you're going to say like, oh, I'm totally like meant to be a mom. And like, I, I feel comfortable with it, but I do also like, I don't know, it's going to be hard to have that shift of like, okay, my life is about me and I do things on my time. It's like all of a sudden, like my timing is like means nothing. (laughs) Do you think that like it affects you that a lot of like, well, I guess Grace has Isaiah, but I was going to say like I don't have, I don't have any kids yet. Like Brianna doesn't have any kids. Like a lot of your friends don't. Do you feel like that's impacted you at all? Or do you feel like a good amount of your friends do have children? So, like, it's not that strange for you. You don't feel like a, like, left out or something like that. What do you feel about that? Um, I definitely feel like we're, there's, like, a really good balance between, like, like good friends that do and don't. I mean, um, I think the majority of our friends, and, I mean, especially if I'm including, like, Chris's friends, definitely do not have kids. But, um... I just, like, am close with the the people that do have kids, and I've seen, you know, the ways that it's, like, very frustrating. It's very hard. Like, I'm not expecting it to all be roses, but then on the other hand, I've read different things in pregnancy books where everyone's like, oh, people say this is, like, the worst and so hard and sleep deprivation when, like, really some people take their newborn home and they're just so in awe and in love that, like, all of that stuff doesn't matter. They're like, nobody told us how awesome this would be versus everyone else who's like, nobody told us how hard it would be. So I think it's like we do have a pretty good mix of both, and, like, we can't even say we're, like, expecting this. or like We're literally just expecting the unexpected with all of this. Like, um, it's definitely going to be, like, a learning experience. And I keep warning Chris that the day we get home from the hospital – he's going to be tired because he's, you know, not going to be getting good sleep at the hospital. And I don't want to hear it. Like I'm already warning him. I don't want to hear that he's tired and needs to sleep when we get home because hello, I just gave birth to a baby. <laughs> like you need it. Like, so I, I'm already like thinking way ahead and telling him what he can and can't do. <laughs> you need to whip his butt in this shape right now. Hey, listen, we actually have a caller, somebody who's calling in. I'm going to put it through, Lisey. Get ready. Awesome. Hello, caller. Oh, no. Caller went away. Come back, caller. Come back. We want to listen to you. (laughs) Okay, never mind. Caller gone. I'm going to get yelled at for my Beyonce (laughs) hating. No, because I gave a – you might. I'm not going to – I'm going to let you have it, though. But, um, okay, so let me just do this really quick. If you do want to call into the show, we have, like, 20 minutes left unless we want to bow out early, which is cool. Um, <laughs> but we have about 20 minutes left, and the call-in number is 215-383-3968, and you're listening to Sister Radio. We're just having some girl talk. So, like, one of the things that's interesting to me, like, about you is – your, like, life parallels mine a lot, but in some ways, like, so different, like, how we've been going through similar things, like, like, when we both went through, like, that hard time back in, what was that, like, July? Say that last part again? 
when we were both going through all that mess in July, like you with work stuff slash that mission stuff, oh, and then with yeah. me being on the mission field, like we're both like we're both missionaries from time to time. Well, me from time to time, you permanently right now. But like mm-hmm. I always thought it was so cool that our lives parallel. But I was thinking like, is it weird that? All right, I'll just say how I feel. I feel sometimes so weird that, like, I cannot even, like, relate to you. This is the first time I can't relate to you, like, about anything. Like, I cannot even relate to you about what it's like to be pregnant. Is it weird for you, like, your best friend can't relate to something like that? I don't know. I think I had these expectations with pregnancy that it would be, like, extremely, like, transformative and life-changing and, like, all of that, and, like, for me, it really, like, hasn't been, like, it's very, like, I don't feel that different, like, I know there's a baby there, and, like, I try to, like, really relish that, and, like, think about that, and be in that moment as much as I can, but it really is hard to, so it's, like, honestly, like, anything I have to talk about regarding my pregnancy, it's, like, I don't need to necessarily be talking to someone who's, like, gone through it, like, it's, all of it is really, like, no big deal, like, and anything I have to say, I'm sure people who haven't even been pregnant before can relate, like, um, so for me, I definitely don't think so at all, because, like, there's really nothing that, like, you know, every now and then I have certain questions for people that, um, I have a lot of people in this community that have kids, I even have, like, friends who are nurses that have kids, so it's, like, I'll usually go to them for questions, but, um, other than that, like, I really don't, don't think that way at all. What do you feel like have been, like, some of the positive things that have come from in your relationship, like, that have come from, like, the pregnancy, like, specifically, like, affecting you and Chris? Because you guys are married. Like, how has your marriage yeah, been positively affected by you being pregnant? Yeah, I definitely think it's, like, been a lot of positives. Like, um, definitely, like, our our power and work with, like, communicating has been, like, in the, you know, utmost highest, like, thing, because anytime I'm feeling a certain way, like, the quicker I bring it up to him, the easier it's resolved, or, like, if I notice, you know, he might be overwhelmed or something's going on, like, I think it's, like, really, like, just helped with our communication, because, like, we've always been good communicators, like, of course, that's the key to any good relationship is you have to speak your mind, so um, I think in a lot of ways, like, we've just been able to be really honest about things and any fears we have, and, um, and of course, for me, it's harder, because it's, like, I'm the one going through a lot, and I'm the one, like, you know, I'm already getting big, and I'm, like, oh, my goodness, like, I got a lot, like, you know, I got four more months to get even bigger, like, it's just, like, a lot of intense, like, my whole body is changing type of thing, but, um, I think, like, it's, it's definitely brought us close, because, I mean, just just trying to imagine, like, you know, both of our DNA has, like, combined and has formed, like, a whole baby. Like, there's an entire baby inside of me. So, like, I love to, like, wonder, like, oh, is the baby going to be double-jointed the way he is or, like, you know, have a weird crooked finger the way I do. It's, like, it's just funny to think that um, we've, like, created this, like, and I sometimes I wonder, it's, like, how do parents ever get past that, like, wonderment of like oh my goodness you and I made like a soul (laughs) like it's just like really um really trippy I think the second the baby starts talking back you forget about that (laughs) (laughs) for real 
No, that's for I don't sure. Know. Second, my baby smack talks me. I'm gonna be like, you said what? <laughs> oh my goodness, like, I know. Oh, no. And it's funny well, babysitting, no. especially um, with Chris, because uh, Chris is like, I don't know if it's because these aren't his kids or what, but he is very like low key on the discipline front, and I'm always like. I'm just very like, nope, you're not going to do that. If you do that, you're going in time out. Nope. You know, like, or even the baby. The baby always is trying to put his hand in his diaper. And so I'm like, I'm like, get your hand out of there. Like, and sometimes I'm kind of playful with it. But I find that, like, the way Chris comes off, he's, like, too too nice to the kids. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. Like, I always knew that I was, like, a little bit disciplined, whatever, disciplinarian-like. But it's just going to be funny if he's really like that with our kid. Like, he's very like you're totally the disciplinarian of that of your family because like Chris is so much like me which that's why we best friends but um, Chris is like me like I have to be with a man who's a disciplinarian like obviously like in a healthy way but like I just do not have that really in me like I think when push comes to shove I do but that's like how my dad is my mom's a disciplinarian she always like cutthroat you know I was grounded like every weekend growing up but my dad he only like disciplined me like when it was like that's enough and I think that's how I'm gonna be as a mom you gotta have like a balance I think in a relationship if two people are the disciplinarian oh my god god bless that child I know that's like too much. That's well. I mean, we're, if it's healthy, we're the opposite. It's not too bad, but um, if it's like not healthy, like, you know, it really depends. Yeah. Oh wait. Okay. So before I forget, what was that article that you wanted me to see? Oh, um, from a book. So I'm actually typing it up for you in an email from a book. <laughs> oh my gosh. Is that what you're Why talking you about? That I'm going to. Yeah, why don't you just take a picture of it? You know why? First of all, it's, it's on two different pages. And second of all, you know my phones. They're, they're not that. No, but like why don't you take a picture of it? You've got a digital camera. Everybody listening, my best friend does not have a smartphone in the year 2017. And why? <laughs> oh, I should send you the articles written by people that don't have smartphones and how people get so upset that the person doesn't have one. It's really funny. It made me think of you. I don't get upset, though. I don't get upset about it. I just think it's You get, I like, you get a little annoyed. But as far as, like, smartphone people, don't you feel like I do a pretty good job of not being on it all the time? Yeah, definitely. Like, until we're, like, in the car and need directions. Like, you're, like, it was so funny what this one girl wrote because she was, like, the second I question if I should take a right or left, everyone's like, you want me to go, want me to put it in my phone for you? Do you? Do you? Do you? Do you? So funny. That's literally <laughs> yeah, my because, life. Listen, because why not take advantage of, like, the technology we have to cut corners and not get lost? Say that last part again. I'm just saying, if you can save yourself from getting lost, why not do it? for a taco shop. <laughs> it's not that serious. <laughs> yeah. I, know. I, I always, know. I hear you. It's like when someone has newer technology, why, <clears throat> like, it is frustrating probably to be with someone with, like, 
not that new technology. Like, I understand, but it was just really funny, this article, because it was very, like, it was so, like, hit home for me. And then there was another one just like it, like, oh, um, like the same title, like, you know, why I still have a smartphone, I mean, still have, like, a, a non-smartphone, and why is everyone so mad about it? Like, people are just like, <laughs> when are you going to change that? And it's like, we don't get that a lot around here. I mean, most people around here have, like, track phones, but... Um, like being back home track around phone. family. That's so ghetto. That's like what you do with a drug deal. You get a track phone if you're a drug dealer. No, I know. That's like, I know. But it's really funny being back home around family is intense because everyone's like, oh, nice phone. It's like, all right, like, why does it matter? Yeah, your mom's super into her smartphone stuff and tablet. Well, she just has her, um, her iPad. Yeah, that's what I mean. She's super into that. And she posts that crazy picture of your dog with the stitches and the shaved back. I was like, no. God, no. Know. He had warned me how, like, bad he looked. But when I saw that picture, I was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> and just to be like, okay, Facebook is another thing, which as I, I'm literally on lame book right now, which makes fun of Facebook. It's, like, really funny. But anyways, um, Oh, my goodness. Like, okay, so my New Year's resolution was to not go on Chris's Facebook anymore and scroll through. And for the past few weeks, I've, like, totally been back to doing that. I've been scrolling on his Facebook. And, you know, I haven't been getting frustrated or overwhelmed with stuff people are saying. But, again, I'm just getting inundated with people's, like, ridiculousness. Like, here's a picture of my dinner. Here's a picture of the, It's like... I, and, like, older people, too. Like, everybody's mom, like, has to post so much. And to me, I'm just, like, I just don't get it. I don't get the need or the what. Like, if I'm sitting down having dinner with you, please don't take a picture to post on. And, like, that's totally something my mom does. And it's just, like, since when did we need so much validation from, like, everybody else? Like, I just don't understand. Dude, it is a major problem. Like, we shouldn't find our validation, self-worth, and likes, and Instagram likes. And it's an actual thing. Like, for me, I'm a fairly conscious person and, like, self-aware. But it's crazy how it's, like, if if my posts, like, especially, like, on my personal, not so much on Sister Radio, but, like, on my personal pages, if I, like, post something that I'm, like, this is so cool that I did, and then, like, I get two likes, I'm, like, oh, hell no. <laughs> Yep. What? And like I, funny. I get the excitement like when when I post something on like we have our ministry page or like you know Chris and I post a picture on I'm like it's almost like a high it's like the second you post it's like okay everyone's gonna see it and then you see everyone who's seen it and it is really cool technology that like I can take a picture of myself right now and you and 20 other people will see it like instantly like and they're very random people usually because who's on your Facebook friends? Like they're usually like random people from high school, but um, it's just, uh, it's almost like I, I want to write an article for like for Facebook about like why everybody is addicted to Facebook because it has like extremely addicting qualities. And I think just posting a status or a picture is one of them. Cause you're like, oh, okay, who's going to see this? And it's, it's really strange. I really want to get you on board to write for Sister Radio, to write on our blog. I I really do. Like you don't you don't have to exclusively write for Sister Radio, but I think it would be interesting to have your perspective like out in on paper, you know, because for me like I am somebody 
that I get super caught up in like online world because that's what sister radio is. It's all online. It's a media platform online to give a voice for people around the world. And it's like, so my life gets kind of caught up in the online world. I would be really curious to like have your perspective on just like different world topics because I don't get you wrapped into that. I need to get you on board. I know, dude, I'm down. You'll, I'll just, You'll have to tell me where to focus my writing on. <laughs> no, dude, write whatever write whatever you want. I think that's the important thing. Actually, anybody listening, um, if you're somebody who you're like, I've got stuff I want to say, but I don't necessarily, um, I will, or if you're like happy to share it with Sister Radio or you don't necessarily want to start your own blog, but you just want to contribute, Email me at yoursisterradio at gmail.com, and we will set that up. But I think there's so many stories to be told, like so many different perspectives that need to be shared, opposed to just kind of like there's this two-sided narrative of, like, people who are either millennials or, like, people who are millennials who are anti what we typically do. And um, I don't know. I just think there's probably a balance because you do happen to use both. But it's crazy. Can I just say one thing about, like, you know how people put down millennials all the time? Mm-hmm. And honestly, not for nothing, a lot a lot of the people I see put down millennials, at least on my Facebook news feed, are people who are Trump supporters. And I know that might sound crazy. <laughs> but... <laughs> I'm like, uh-huh. what is up with that? But it makes me so mad because every generation says that about the next generation. Every single time. Like, they said that about our parents. They said it before with the rock and roll in the 50s. Like, these kids were going down the tube. And it just bugs me because there's so many things about millennials that are so important. Like, we're very inclusive, like, as a generation, at least in the Western world. Like, obviously, I'm not talking about cultures that are kind of set back in really like old steep traditions but I'm saying for sure like in the western world in America and like the UK like I don't know I just it bugs me when people put down millennials because I'm like there's flaws in every generation but but there's also good quality can I make a point Isabel sure I know we're like running out of time will we get like kicked off or can we go over no no we can go over okay so I do, like, from from the other side of the millennial debate, my thing is, like, so kids used to be raised very differently, I believe, and I do believe that a lot of millennials weren't raised well. I think that a lot of people these days raise their kids, like, that the world does revolve around you, and, like, you know, the parents are almost, like, not really parents, and, you know, everything's fine, and, like, it, like things are just, like, way too easy. I actually, somebody posted a really good article about um, just the difference in how kids are being brought up, and, you know, that's why they're getting to school, and they're not listening to their teachers, and they're not respecting, and anyways, and that, you know, that's, like, even generations to come. This isn't even millennials yet, but I think for a lot of um, people our age, they've just grown up in this, like, fantasy world, and then they're out, you know, and they, they have this social platform to constantly be talking, like, about their ridiculous lies, and it's, like, the whole, like, hashtag adulting thing pisses me off. I am so mad that people are, like, 
oh, just got my car insurance, adulting. It's like, oh, my gosh, like, no, you're not. If you're literally saying that, you're not doing anything grown up because, like, to me, that that in its essence is what's wrong with millennials is that, like, we think there needs to be, like, a word for finally growing up. And it's like, ugh, like, I, I do have a problem with a lot of, like, people in today's society, like, and I, I'm not blaming them, I'm not blaming their parents, but it's like there is definitely like a disconnect in the way that like children used to be raised and the way they are now and how scary is it going to be in 20 years when these kids that have grown up like, um, you know, even more smothered like by their parents by certain ways and, you know, given things, I don't know. I am afraid for the future in that sense, but I also don't think that millennials are helping or contributing to much at all, like, in today's world. I don't know. Like, as far as, like, I mean, for sure, I think that there's, like, a sense of a lot of millennials still live at home. A lot of millennials um, either are in a lot of debt or, like, don't have any savings, and so they're kind of limited, like, as far as, like being able to do things on their own, which, you know, back in the day, like people who are our age were married, had kids, had a house, like had a mortgage, had their nine to five. And so I think we're doing things differently. And we just, I actually think if the whole world doesn't implode, (laughs) that there could potentially be a next generation if we like course correct, where we have some of the good things, the good qualities about millennials with some of like the much needed, like not feeling so self-important and entitled and um, being disciplined and learning how to just take responsibility for yourself and hopefully impact like the economy in a positive way. Like I hope all those things happen, but I actually think that it's probably a good thing that there's, that we've done things so differently in the sense of like people were not fulfilled doing nine to five jobs and like just having 2.5 kids in that white picket fence, you know, like, or else it would have just stayed that way. I think people want to, especially younger, our generation, we want to travel. We want to have, we'd rather spend money on experiences and memories and spend money on things, although that's not entirely true, like across the board, obviously. But I think that there is definitely like a sense of we're doing things by our own rules, which I like. Yeah. No, I I don't know. I definitely see see how that's like helpful, but it's like it's almost like if you watch Portlandia, like where they do the spinoff of like the, the dream of the nineties. <laughs> like I feel like, yeah. that's, like that's almost what you're describing. Like I have nothing wrong with like people living with their parents and people, you know, um, trying to live a little bit unconventionally. But my thing is like, if you want to not like have a nine to five and like not, you know, live that conventional life, like you need to live somewhere, you know, probably different from where you grew up. Like, people can't really afford to live any lifestyle not doing nine to five in many places like that you and I are used to like up North or, you know, back in California or anywhere, like any nice place you, you have to work nine to five to survive. So my thing is like, you got to get real unconventional if you want to to live differently. Um, But the majority of people I know, you know, that live with their parents, they do work, they work full time, they work hard. 
um, and they're hopefully saving up, you know, for something better for themselves. But um, I don't know. It almost is like just this attitude thing of, of like, self-righteousness and, like, I want, you know, everyone needs to know my opinion. Like, I, I have a voice. Like, yes, we all have a voice, but, like, I don't know. I just really know that I was born in the wrong generation. Like, I feel like I definitely belong in a generation years back where, like, people aren't allowed to just then and rant and talk about their opinions, you know, on it, like, on anything, unless they're really going to go out there and do something big and, like, you know, start, like, a peaceful protest or something. Instead, it's, like, you can just disagree with someone on Facebook and it explodes into this huge thing and then everybody hears your opinion. And um, I don't think life is meant to be that way where everyone basically is up everyone else's butt. No, yeah, that's a big problem. Like, that's been stressing me out. It's like, just because you have an opinion doesn't mean I can't have mine. And there's definitely this sense of, like, um, you better be on my side or, like, I'm going to cut you off. Like, that's, that's not okay. I don't like that. And, like, I kind of see it on both sides, like, especially if we're talking, like, politically, like, as far as, like, millennials. Like, I know some, obviously, like, you're a conservative millennial. I Although, you don't identify as conservative, right? You identify as no, independent. I'm... Yeah. Same. Definitely. Same. That's, like, I'm registered independent. Oh, Lisey, side note, I have the TV on in the background. Um, Chance the Rapper, they're doing, like, uh, he won another Grammy. And we were just talking about how oh. he, like, got on the stage. Oh, I feel like we can, I can play his speech. Wait, hold on, hold on. Let me see if I can do it. Okay. And, uh, and this is for every indie artist, everybody who's been doing this mixtape stuff for a long time. Shout out to DJ Drama for doing it first. He put in that time. Shout out to every independent artist out there. Shout out to SoundCloud. Okay. He's not He's not uh, doing any of his Jesus talk, but I... I love Chance the Rapper. Yeah, he won oh, it. I, I think this is his I, second Grammy of the night. I think the kids at church might have showed me that. I say kids. They're like teenagers. Um, I'll have to look him up. I'm really proud of him for, you know, representing like that. That's awesome. Yeah, like, obviously, like, Sister Radio is founded on tolerance, like, in, important and an important <laughs> can't talk. Important aspect of that is obviously religious. Like <laughs> I was like, oh my god, my brain just like shut off for a sec. But you know, well, so we're about religious talent, huh? I said for a second, I thought you actually farted. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> but I, I feel like I feel like um, people like Chance the Rapper. Yeah, that's awesome. I think it's important to share about your faith. Like I'm even, even if somebody doesn't have the same faith as mine, but I will say I do not like it when people put down Christianity because like I get a lot of Christians are judgmental, but guess what? A lot of human beings are judgmental. There's good people and there's bad people in every type of group, religious group, people group. There's good, there's good people and there's bad people. And it's like, so don't, don't put down my belief system because that's popular. But I will say I feel like people are going to be start being more outspoken about, you know, Jesus and just, like, peace and love. And I, that's my hope. That's my hope for our generation. No, I hear you. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I do think that there's a lot of people that have a lot of um, feelings about, you know, people that are Christians and, you know, just have a lot of, like, past hurts about all of that, which, you know, is understandable, but... 
my thing is like to always remember like to be a Christian is to be a follower follower of Christ. And a lot of people say that they're Christians, but I think it's you really shouldn't judge someone unless like unless they're leading that lifestyle and like, you know, even bringing it back to judgment anyway, that's not really what we're here on earth to do to each other. But um it's just easy to get mixed up in the religion slash um, this is like what I'm calling my religion, this is what I'm believing versus spiritual. Like, there's a lot, and I think for, for someone to like make a statement against all Christians, it, it almost makes no sense because like who are, like what Christians are you referring to? There's, that's like way too much. Yeah. Well, that's that's actually something that like I have a tolerance for a lot, but that's something I actually don't have much tolerance for is when people make blanket statements about groups. I mean, that's why I marched on that women's march was for for tolerance. I'm like, you can't say it about Muslims, and you can't say it about Christians, you can't say it about anybody. Like, don't blanket, like, just with one broad stroke, put everybody in a category. Like, people are complex and have their own different life experiences and stories, and so we have to look at each other that way in order to like connect because that's like so divisive and like, let's not do that. Let's not lump everyone in one category. Just saying. Mm-hmm. Well, listen, Dude, we have the, that's a life lesson. Oh, go ahead. It's a life no, I'm lesson. I'm saying that is like an important life lesson. Yes. Lisey, I'm so glad you came on the show. Hey, can you tell, um, everyone how to find your missions Facebook page? Like what's sure. it called? Um, yeah, I wonder what the best way is, but it's under Chris Zajac, that's Z-A-J-A-C, and under that it's Our Journey um, in McDowell, oh, crap, Our Journey in McDowell County, I believe. <laughs> yep. So, um, our, so yeah, just look for the Chris page. Zajac or hit us up on ElisChris273 at gmail.com. Yeah, and we'll be, like, checking in with you, of course, on Sister Radio. And shout-out to Grace. Grace, thank you for coming on the show. Sorry you had to leave so abruptly. I love how she's, like, all, like, talking on the phone in the background, like, yeah. I was like, girl, get the hell off my show. (laughs) But, But I love you guys. I definitely had fun, and I love you. And I love all the listeners out there, and Jesus loves them, too. Yeah. Love you, Lisey. All right. Talk to you soon, darling. I'll be emailing you. Okay. Bye, darling. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Sister Radio. We have talked about basically everything you can in an hour. And we love you, and we want to shout out Solange and Beyonce. We were talking about you a lot. I still love you, B, and I get the final word as the uh, host of Sister Radio. And I want to just uh, play a final song on our way out. Solange, Crane in the Sky, congrats on your first Grammy nomination, Solange. You've been listening to Sister Radio.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.